0: What if I told you the only way you succeed in life is by leaving your ego at the door and be willing to fall down so many times but have the courage to get back up and try again? That's what success is. I don't think success can be measured, but if you are willing to persevere when others are telling you to quit, you're a winner in my eyes. In this podcast, you will hear about how I turn my failures into life lessons and why I want to help enough people to develop their skills so they can provide for themselves and their family. I'm Mark Sclaire, and this is the Failing My Way in Public to Success podcast. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining today's show. Before we get started, I have something I need to admit to you guys, and I hope you're going to take it the right way and not think bad of me. So here goes... I took a few days off work. Is that okay? Has it settled in yet? You know, I know a lot of you are thinking, how can he take time off work? He can't be serious. He's a business owner. He doesn't mean that he's actually committing to everything he's doing. He's talking a load of BS to me. He's told me to work hard and now he's taking time off. Now, I hope I haven't dramatised that too much, but I also know that's how some of you feel when you hear someone's taking some time off. So, um, But i tell you now, it's helped me a lot. And the best thing you can do is be aware and admit when you need some time off. i tell you now, like sometimes when you feel like, oh, I can't smash through this wall. Well, just remember the 10 walls that you smashed through before that to get to that 11th wall. That's what's the most important thing. We kind of forget what we've done in the past to get us to that stage. So if you need some time off, don't feel bad about it. Take some time off because The macro of this all is that those few days over the next 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years are going to only help you, yeah? If you look at the micro, then yes, taking a few days is going to be a bad thing because you're so focused on the here and now, which you should be, but in the bigger picture, the bigger scheme of things, if you're building something, those few days are going to help you because you're focused and get back to things the way you want to. Now. I hope that that was helping people. I hope that you know I'm here about helping people and revealing what I go through on a daily basis. And I was coming to the end of that stage where I was like, God, I need some time off here a little bit, especially with this work from home. I now want to work in the mornings and get out, get out of my apartment really and, and go and meet people because you need to break it up. You do need to break it up. I'm very fortunate to have a lovely apartment and a great place to work from, but I also need to get out and see people. So. That's the plan now. Mornings in, afternoons out. Yeah, I work better in the mornings. I get a lot done. I get up, I read, I learn, I get work done, I do my filming. Like I'm a very morning person. Afternoon, get out, be around people, do all those things. So let's get into this now, okay? I hope that helped people. You know what I'm here for? I'm here to help people along their journey, whatever I can do. But today's show. Before we get started again, I want you to put your consumer hat on. So you are the clients, okay? And I want you to think of a time when you've seen a website and you thought, oh, let me inquire there. And you've not heard from back from you've not heard back from them, or they've promised you the world, or they've contacted you, there's been no structure. Everybody like it's just like, what the hell is going on here? And I want you to ask yourself how you felt when that happens. It felt like you're not gonna want to sign up with them, doesn't it? Well, you feel like that, but I'm telling you now, most of your clients feel that, because you haven't got this thing in place, which actually defines what happens when a client inquires, what happens when a client signs up, what happens during their customer journey, which is what we're talking about today. And a customer journey are defined touch points that a client goes through throughout their subscription, throughout the process of signing up, any sort of interaction with the clients these points need to be defined now the difference between customer journey and customer experience customer journey are the defined touch points customer experience are the is sorry is the feeling that a client has during that journey during that phone call during that contact during that inquiry all that how does a client feel about your service so that is so important okay to define those two and I'll tell you now, I visit so many companies and I ask them this one question and they have no idea or it's 10 different answers and nobody really knows what's going on. And the question is, what happens when a lead comes in? What journey does the client go through? And they've just got no idea. And, I, you know, it's clients, they want to focus on customers. And I really appreciate that, but you need help defining that. You need someone from the outside Who can have a bird's eye view and can actually see what your business looks like and and help you define those points. And that is where not just myself, but whoever, like if you're speaking with salespeople, sales trainers, they might be very good at closing people and, you know, buy my pen and sell me this pen and all this sort of stuff. But defining structure and process, there's an art to that. So I'm happy to speak to you about that. Please get in contact. But as you know, I'm here to help you guys with this. Today, we're going to go through three key things that you need to be doing or understand when it comes to customer journey. But customer journey, again, I sat with a load of salespeople the other week or the other month before this whole lockdown thing. And I asked them, you know, what is customer journey? And one sales guy said to me, oh, my customer arrived by or he drove by car to get here. And I'm not even making that up. That is actually a true story. Now, I speak from experience from both sides. One, when I've been with clients and I have no idea what's going on. And another, when I was in sales a number of years ago and we had a new director that came into the business, big shout out to Greg. Thanks for listening, Greg, appreciate it. He came in and he literally tore us all apart. We all thought we knew what was going on. And what i what speak about here is actually on Salesforce. And it was the different stages from initial, so it's initial engagement, uh, initial engagement, service product discussion. God's yeah, uh, commercial negotiation. It was like four or five different stages, and he sat us all down and we we all read them off like those five stages. But then he asked us like, okay, define what those stages are. What happens? What what does it take to get into service product discussion? Some people would say, oh, we sent an email, we haven't heard from the client yet, but it's now a service product discussion. We said, well, have you discussed them with them? Have you discussed anything with them? Well, no, but you know, we've we've not just contacted, we've contacted them, so it should have come out initial engagement. Well, no, service product discussion, you've had a discussion with them, now move it back. Does that sound familiar to any of you guys? Does that sound like it's like an absolute headache Yes, it is. So I've learned it from both sides, I promise you. So that was the sales force, that was the journey the clients go on, that was the website where he asked us to kind of explain certain points on the website, and no one really knew all these different acronyms that we all used in meetings. You know, all these really are we able to sound so smart with these acronyms? And it's like, well, what does that acronym stand for? We were like, uh, moving on, moving on. So That sounds really bad, but honestly, it was a great learning experience. I really appreciate it. Now, if I told you this stat, which is 86% of customers are willing to spend more money for a product when they get a great customer experience. Doesn't that sound good for you guys? Doesn't it sound great that they'll spend more money on customer experience? So if we could, like these are the things we can actually work on and actually get better at. So this isn't impossible. These are things we can actually sit down and define and work on. And they're measurable as well, which is so important as well. So when does customer journey, when does customer experience come in? So we're looking at lead stage, renewal stage, sign-up stage. Yeah. Um, different stage on Salesforce. Now, what, was re- what really stood out to me was like with this customer journey, all right, so a client has signed up. I'm using an account manager experience here, okay? An account manager. Now, what is the job of the account manager? Now, you might not know this, okay? But if you really drill it down, it's to renew the account, but also to get them to upgrade, to spend more on their renewal. So, what is that? That is really the commercial side. That's what the client, That's what the. That is what the account manager should be focusing on getting them to renew but also signing up with more money now if i said that onboarding doesn't help if i said that the training of the product doesn't help and what i mean by doesn't help is that doesn't help the account manager get more money for the company or renew the accounts you probably call me mad but that is something that is very very important but they don't need to be doing it So what we did in that business was we bought in a customer success team, which purely focused on onboarding and training and check in points. And we actually renewed so many more accounts because we contacted them. Clients knew what was going on and the sales people, the account managers did less work, but actually closed more business. Now, doesn't that sound so good for you guys? And, What was great as well was, was that you had customer support that came in and that was their entry point. And from these six customer support people, three of them were able to get a promotion within the business because they proved themselves and then they stepped up as an account manager. And just as a side note, I think this is so important, like a person needs to earn his stripes when he comes into the business. So just sending them in straight as like a senior negotiator is no good they need to go through these stages and in property for example they do you start as a, um, a rental agent you learn the area you learn what you need to do and then you move into sales and you move into senior and you move into management so i think if you can get those steps defined that would be great for the business as well and really really help people appreciate what they've got as well and when people see internal promotions people love that it shows growth within the business it shows investment within the business so that's really really good Right. So with this customer journey, with going back to account managers, you probably think, well, once you define the stages, that's all you need to do. Well, no. Stages vary by how many years the account's been with you. So if there's a first year, so the client's just signed up, those touch points have to be different to when a client has been there four, five, six, seven years. It's just different. Now, I'm not saying like you shouldn't be focusing, like the first year you should be focusing on but you should also be focused on the other one. It's just the experience is different. You're gonna, the journey is different, which you're gonna give them. So, as, as I mentioned with customer success, like the onboarding, the training, the inquiries, that's what they should be doing. So let's get into these three points, which is gonna help you guys. I've kind of touched on them a little bit here, but I wanna kind of go over them. If you're looking to really work out how this customer journey works you need to define who plays a role at certain points of the account or of the uh, new business okay and I don't just mean human interaction I mean automated marketing interaction as well and as we get more and more robotized if that's a word there's less and less work that a salesperson actually needs to be doing so. But if you can get this automated system in place, then it's going to save so much more time and allow the sales to do what they're there to do, which is renew the account, upgrade the account and sell more. So you need to not only just define the human interaction, but get the automated system in place as well. And that's where investment comes in with um, these automated systems. Uh, I'll try and get a recommendation for you guys. There are people I've used in the past, but off the top of my head, I can't think of it now, but it, it can help you so much. That investment will help you so much. And it, again, it allows the sales to focus on what they're meant to do. Now, a lot of companies, if they do ever get around to attempting a customer journey, it's always company focused. And what do I mean by that? Like every touch point is like, what does this mean for our business? And yes, that is important because you want to be able to measure and you want to be able to see how that's helping your business. But I need you to flip it around a little bit. And I want you to think like what benefit is, is, is that touch point having with your client? How is that client going to feel when you've made that extra effort or made that touch point? So what I mean by this as well is like you might be thinking, oh, we need to contact them 50 times a week and all. No, some people just need to be left alone. And this is where questions come in. How do you want to be serviced? Do you want to be automated? Do you want a human interaction? I think this is where a lot of companies get a little bit sidetracked as well. Somebody's inquired online. They've inquired online for a reason. They want the experience to be online. You don't you might they might never answer the phone to you, so they might only respond by email. So don't worry about it. If they only respond by email, just make sure you've got that system down in place. And the third one, which we're gonna to touch on now, is so profound but so overlooked, it just makes me laugh so much. And that is it's about the first six months of the subscription, not the last six months. I'm telling you now, if you've not called your client for 11 months and two weeks, and it comes to two weeks before their renewal and you contact them, all they're going to be thinking of is you want their money and that's it. Those that beginning part is where they remember you for, oh, they did contact us, oh they did read, oh, they did make that extra effort. Oh, that was that so organized, and through this whole journey, it's been so good. I can see the value, I want to renew. That's going to make such a difference so remember it's not the last six months it's the first six months and if you want to break it down even more it's literally that first six days what you do in those six days are so important and if you've got that all defined it's going to help your business so much so remember 86 percent of clients will spend more money on your product if the customer experience is very good and if we go over these three points again Define who speaks to those people within your business. Is it customer success? Is it onboarding? Is it uh, the people which speak before the salesperson gets involved? Can't think of the name at the moment. But is it them? Like Break those people down within your business and define who they are. It's so important. The second one is know why. Like Don't be so focused on what it means for your business, but more about what, it, what how your client will feel from that experience of you contacting them. And the third is it's not about the first six months, sorry, it's not about the last six months, it's about the first six months, it's so important. Now I know I've gone off track here a little bit and I know that I've gone a little bit like, what's this guy talking about? But the the intention is there to help you understand that customer journey is so important. It's defined touch points along the way that you're gonna do, it's gonna close more business. And I guarantee you that I've seen clients do it. I've experienced it myself. I've had management come into a company I was working at and literally tear us all to pieces because we didn't know these defined stages. And once we knew it, I closed more business, sales team closed more business. Um, new accounts, business, account managers, business. We increased revenue by so much. Isn't isn't that what you want for your business and as salespeople? So that's it for today. I really hope this helped. I know I went on a little bit. I'm just a bit excited about this whole thing. So I do apologize. Um, I hope it hasn't put you off your drive or getting to sleep or chilling out or being in the gym. But that's it for today. Thanks a lot, guys. And Again, I will see you soon. So thanks again, and I hope you're all staying safe. I hope you enjoyed a day in the life of someone who is failing their way in public to success. On a daily basis, I look to put out content that helps and inspires others. I'm all about giving value to people. So if you'd like to see what else I have, please like, follow and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Play, Insta, YouTube and LinkedIn. If you search by the name Mark Sclair. Thanks again and have a great day.